0: It's that time to talk 2025 recruiting class, which is the current recruiting class upcoming now. We're going to talk about that with Brian Smith here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. Happy Friday. I am Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit On to get started. Joining me today is going to be Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider for the first time this year, first time in 2024. Now here, it's Brian Smith after I tell you that. Tomorrow, we will have a bonus show. Not sure if it'll be a full episode or a partial episode, but we will have a bonus show tomorrow with Trevor Sikima, Florida alum, PFF analyst, and then guru. And he will be on the show tomorrow to talk about the Florida Gators. Joining me now for Lock On Gators is Brian Smith, Lock On Recruiting Insider. First time in 2024 here that uh, they're going to be joining us before we get into it. LinkedIn is a college recruiting sponsor across the lockdown podcast Network and networking LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college terms and conditions do apply. And Brian, we're going to go a little, little broad strokes purposes here just for it, it being. I know that, you know, they've been talking to 2025 kids <coughs> for a while. They've been talking to 2026 kids, but now that, early signing days done and this is kind of our first time revisiting uh 2025 I want to start by talking about DJ Pickett he is the uh seventh nationally ranked kid on on three right now number one in the state of Florida safety and we've talked about him before but where do you feel about or how do you feel about DJ Pickett um I would have taken him as an eighth grader
1: that's as high a claim as you can get. He was a 6'1", 8th grader in Tampa, locking kids up. Next, I mean, there, there's nothing to say. He's as rare a DB as you will find. I know that uh, Florida's former defensive back coach thought he was the top player in the class of 25 in the state of Florida, and that says a lot, too. So, you know, he's 6'3", plus now, and he can still play corner in the eyes of a lot of people. That's just insanely rare. There's only been a handful of those guys ever to do that in the NFL ever, so he's gonna He's got 50 offers, and he can go whatever school he wants. Florida was not on his list, from what I remember, but I doubt that really matters much um, with all the flux at the end of the season. But Pickett's been to UF before, and I have a feeling they'll be in the race here.
0: Yeah, um, he put out his top five <laughs> that did not have Florida in it, although the expectation right. is he's still going to take more visits to Florida and obviously they're still going to recruit him because why wouldn't you do that especially do we talk about maybe the possibility of Florida getting back into that top 5 with now cuz his top 5 was Alabama, Georgia, Miami, Michigan and Oregon um right. and Alabama now no longer has <laughs> Nick Saban there we don't know who's going to replace him yet but one of those other schools could be impacted as well you look at i mean Michigan Jim Harbaugh is potentially going to the NFL. So if you're Florida, how do you get back in on DJ Pickett? And I'm also curious just as like a a secondary part of that question. Will Harris is the new secondary defensive back coach at Florida, not a Florida guy hasn't coached in Florida. He's a West coast player West Coast coach. How does that impact Florida when you're trying to sell Florida kids? Because so much of it, of course, is trust and relationships. Is it a bit harder if you're not if you're from the opposite side of the country? Really,
1: that's a hit or miss. It just depends on how they they start their relationship. You, obviously, he's going to recruit DJ, so will everybody else in the free world. But uh, you know, he's he's probably got an offer from North Korea. The point the point is, it's just you've got to try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I, you know, I don't think DJ. I, I know him pretty well. He's a down to earth kid. He's not going to care where he's from. It's just how do we communicate. As long as this new guy is a fun guy to be around, etc., cetera, DJ is going to be like, that's cool. He's a very nonchalant guy. So I, I don't think it'll matter much, but he will be curious. Like, okay, I don't know anything about you. Who have you put in the NFL? What have you done? Any Pac-12 performers that got, you know, all conference honors? Those questions will come up. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. But it shouldn't be that much of a hindrance, if at all.
0: Yeah, when those questions come up, he'll have, Great answers. Uh, I mean, you look yeah, at it, like was Washington, put out. they had all Americans every year that he was there, All multiple all-conference players every year that he was there. They had multiple players go first round in the NFL draft. So that, that's going to be a fairly easy selling point for him there. But then also looking at – actually, before we even move on to that, you mentioned he's listed as safety on on three. You mentioned some people think he could still play corner at the next level where do you slot him, or is it just, hey, wherever the hell he wants to play at this point is where you put him?
1: Um, I get mad because whenever I go see DJ, nobody throws his way. So it doesn't matter if I'm there. But um at the college level, I would play him at free because his speed is insane. Like his third or fourth best sport is track, and he ran sub ten nine goofing around at six, three and a half, 180 pounds or whatever. he, he needs to add weight. But as it depends on your scheme, he could – especially like as a boundary corner, he's a condor. He's a guy that's like a wing forward in terms of his length, and he's 6'3 plus. He's not a 6'8 kid, but he's built like one. So he doesn't have to have perfect technique and still get a PBU. He can do everything wrong and get a PBU. That's why everybody wants him. So, I mean, you have to try him at corner first in certain situations, but I think the lock
0: is free safety. If
1: he can play corner though, he could be the first pick in the
0: draft one year, legitimately. So we're talking sauce Gardner, Tariq and type type yes. guy on the boundary. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and uh the the next highest rated safety that we're gonna talk about, or I guess we'll just say defensive back, second highest rated safety in the state. Uh Hilton Stubbs, who Florida's had conversations with, and d- depending on where you look, Florida can be considered uh the favorite to land him as as insane as it is to project. that, <laughs> out. Um, I have no idea why that's out there. Really a a kid that. could commit right now. And I'm like, I'll still wait till signing day. Thanks. care um, but, but how do you feel about Hilton Stubbs, especially relative to DJ Pickett in the secondary?
1: Any other year, he'd be the number one DB in the state. Pretty much. I saw him in the playoffs. They went down to Man to Monarch. Mandarin drove all the way down to Fort Lauderdale area. He had two insane picks in one game. One, he took it off a guy's head, came across the field, literally took it off his head. And the second one, he was the backside safety, and they ran a slant into the middle of the field. He was the safety further away from it, and he made a diving interception in front of it. He read it. So neither one of them should have even been remotely possible, but he made both plays. He caught both of them. Most guys wouldn't catch. Both were really hard catches, and he's a hitter too. Uh, This is another NFL player in waiting. It's just a matter of – what school it's for. Uh as a side note, his brother is a walk-on at Florida State. You would assume the Dole's would be the likely destination. But he for when I, when I had him on a podcast a long time ago, he's like, you know, just gonna go wherever it's best for me. Miami's after him, everybody's after him. But yeah, if you're a Florida, you have to recruit him until he gets a restraining order against you. That's a guy that can play early. So I don't know if he can play corner or not, because he's always just played safety. They at Mandarin they had two kids going to Penn State at corner. I mean, it was insane. So he didn't have to play any of it. So I don't know if he can really play that, but man, he's really good on the back end. And just like DJ, a gazillion offers already.
0: Do you think he's someone that could play both safety spots or or is he better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: He's a hitter and he's got tremendous ball skills, whatever he wants to do.
0: Yeah, I mean all right, let, let's have the conversation. Florida, how do you, how do you sell it on, on to Hilton Stubbs and DJ Pickett with Will Harris, Billy Napier, and and let, let's elephant in the room, which, ironic, Nick Saban, retired, ha-ha. Um, Jameer Grimsley, when he was being recruited by Florida and Alabama, he was committed to Alabama already. <clears throat> Florida was still pursuing him. He was taking visits to Gainesville. He was taking in-home visits from the coaching staff. And one of his big selling points was – well, I know that Alabama's coaching staff is going to be intact and I don't know about the future of Florida's, which we get, doesn't even matter with Alabama and, and Nick Saban here, but recruits are clearly concerned about job security in, in sure. Gainesville. How do you sell that for really any 2025 kid? How do you sell, yeah, come on and, and, and help change the culture when publicly we, we have no idea uh, what what the status is going to be for Billy Napier, but we can make the strong assumption that the seat's relatively hot.
1: Uh, I think relatively is a very kind term on one of Mr. Brandon Olson's part, but I'll just say this. I, I believe you're looking at a scenario where if you get him on campus for spring ball, as I've said many times on this show, the University of Florida is not a hard sell. It's a beautiful campus. Obviously the stadium is great, et cetera. The sell that usually happens in this, and it's not a Florida deal, it's across college football. You can be a part of the reason that we flip it around. And that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, Florida is is the state you. It's not, you know, this shouldn't be rocket science. Don't overcomplicate it. Let the institution sell itself and take them through like, you know, Florida's Hall of Champions or whatever they call it there. That shouldn't be that hard. And they need help in the secondary. To be honest, it's pretty easy. But, and at the same time, if Billy did get fired after he committed, it's not like he wouldn't have 25 other schools waiting there to take him. So it's different when you're an elite kid. If you're a borderline kid that has a few offers, this is a bigger deal because later on you may not have those same opportunities. Florida State would still take him. Miami, it's he'd have plenty of opportunities. So I don't think it's that hard.
0: Today's episode of Lock on Gators is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. 150 but just, so just place it in a $5 bet. Win or lose, place it on something crazy, and hey, you either make money or you make money and more money. Like if your bet loses, congrats, you still get 150 bucks in bonus bets. If your bet wins, you get your winnings and 150 bucks in bonus bets. Beautiful. Is it fanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup and remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And moving down from the secondary now to looking at the linebacker room, uh, Nathaniel Lusu boteng at IMG Academy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from Manaska, sure. Virginia, 6'2, 210. I think he might be the highest or second highest rated linebacker in the state. He is the highest rated linebacker in the state for 2025. How do you feel about him? And how do you feel about him translating to the SEC level?
1: He translates to all levels. He's a kid that can play Will or he can play. He's the rare guy. His his brother played at Notre Dame. I think he's with the Browns now. The linebacker that can play over the nickel and actually cover him. There's about three of those on the planet. His brother's one of them. He has similar skills, and he's even longer and taller at this same stage. Not good for the other team, but good for IMG Academy and for whatever college he goes to. Great kid, super instinctive, and plays downhill with a very unfortunate demeanor for the person carrying the ball. So, again, this is another future NFL player. Uh, John Garcia, who used to come on your show, told me about him. He saw him right before I did. He's like, dude, I'm telling you. he stood out more than anybody else when I went to IMG. This was when he was an underclassman. When you stand out at IMG, sometimes it's kind of just obvious. And again, great guy. Last time I was I was walking by, and say, hey, how you doing? You know, he's super nice guy. He's the entire package. Offers galore and he's earned him on and off the field. This is the kind of guy you want in your program.
0: And looking at Florida's coaching staff, because obviously you, you have to sell these kids on how you're going to use them. Florida recently brought in Ron Roberts, former Auburn, D.C., former Baylor, D.C., um, and, and he's thought of, obviously, as, as kind of the pioneer of, like, creepers and, and bringing that modern defense to the front, where it was 15 years ago at this point. So you have someone who uses linebackers in creative ways with, with creepers blitzing and dropping into coverage and showing that you're going to blitz and all that fun stuff. And then you have Austin Armstrong, who has a reputation as someone who genuinely likes blitzing is that an easy sell for a linebacker to just go look at all of the ways that we use linebackers and, and you're going to be used as a versatile chess piece for someone like Nathaniel Ousu boateng who, like you mentioned, his brother, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. I mean, there were people I remember because Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa being in the draft was my third draft covering. And I know that there were genuinely people in the NFL talking about him as a slot just just a slot defender just just playing that nickel role so when you have that kind of versatility at linebacker and you have two minds there now with ron roberts at linebacker coach and austin armstrong as the defensive coordinator that love using linebackers in creative ways that that feels like an easy sell for me to just go oh yeah we can use you every way possible with your skill set
1: well that's true and he enjoys like all the video stuff that goes on on the sidelines at IMG, taking the coaching, he'll embrace it. A lot of kids get, you know, they're swimming in it. And I'm not saying he'll just pick it up immediately because that stuff does get complex with all the calls and everything. I do believe that Motang will pick it up faster than most. And I also think he'll enjoy the accelerated process of learning it. So, yeah, that, they won't have any problem. They move him around a little bit at IMG, but they're so much talented than everybody else. Like, You stay here, you do this, you go kill ball. I mean, there's still some of that, too, because they out talent, everybody. But he won't be any any problem for him to be pitched that because he'll like it. Some kids may not. That's not for everybody. But he's a smart enough kid that it, it'll be an advantage for the Gators to do that. And they're one of the schools on his short list. So that'll be interesting.
0: And Florida brought in this past cycle, Miles Graham, Aaron Childs. Is, is that something that we talk about with a 2025 kid of like, oh, it might be a little <coughs> – difficult to find the field with two linebackers coming in high rated like that and just football becoming increasingly light with one, two linebackers on the field at a time and very rarely three off ball linebackers.
1: Well, those two, by the way, looked great at Under Armour, by the way. They, and, and they walked by him I and go, oh, you know, Childs in particular it looks like he's 25 years old. He is put together. Oh, it's like, holy crap. But at the same time, I think both of those guys, you can move in and out of the lineup, and you got to rotate guys. One guy runs five or six plays, you rotate in another guy. That's the best way to keep everybody healthy and keep everybody fresh. And I think they could all play that role in, to some degree. It's just a botang When you're playing a true you know, gun team that's in four and five wide, Botang's going to play more. Against Bama or uh, Georgia, that style, he may not play quite as much, but There's still a way to get him on the field. I don't think – and he's not going to care who's in front of him. I guarantee it. He will not care. He knows he's going to play. So there's different ways you can mix and match them. And on the goal line, he's the ultimate chess piece because you can move him anywhere and you don't know if he's coming or he's not if you're the opposing team.
0: And then on the defensive line, I want to talk a little bit about Jalen Wiggins, who's going to be on campus uh, this weekend for Junior Day out of James Records, Tallahassee where do you see him kind of slotting into the next level? Because he's 6'5", 235. Are we looking at someone who – or he's listed as that at least. Are we looking at someone who you kind of bulk up and play as the defensive end, or is he going to end up being a jack linebacker at some point?
1: I think he'll end up being a strong side end and even could even end up as a three-tech at some point. He's got the frame, but he's so athletic. He's got that big chest. He can power guys, and he could be finesse. He has good bend. He's just warning, but I saw him last year at IMG at the Under Armour event for Future 50. And when he walked across like for the media day before we even saw him on the field, I'm like, who the hell is that? You know, he's one of those guys. He just looked like he was a lot older than the other guy. He's like 15, 16 years old. And it looked like he had his, you know, his his ID to go into the bar. <laughs> so I mean, he just big, muscular kid. I mean, except for the face that kind of gave it away. He was younger, but everything else, he's already, you know, getting ready for the draft. So, yeah, you can play him wherever, but he'll probably creep up. He'll be a 270 kid by the time he's done at Florida or Florida State, Georgia, wherever it ends up being, and it's not going to matter. He's a kid you just take, and I'm just watching him run around, change direction. Again, this, this is not rocket science. You take him and you figure it out. That's something that when Spurrier was at UF, they took a lot of guys like that, started at linebacker, ended up at edge. Bowden did that a lot, et cetera. This is one of those guys he'll he may end up playing inside at some point, but to start you put him on the edge and want him to figure it out.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you just go, all right, take take the best players you could possibly get and and figure it out later and just 100 just call it a day at that point. The NFL playoffs are here and if if you just decide that you want to take a last minute trip, go catch a playoff game nearby wherever. You may live wherever you may be currently. I don't know if you live there. Maybe you're just in the area. Maybe you just want to be in like negative 15 degrees and go watch the Chiefs game. I don't know. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code Locked College. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. That's code locked on college for $20 with game time. So download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices. Guaranteed. Before I let you go, I did want to shift to offense, specifically looking at quarterback a little bit, uh, with Ryan Montgomery out of Finley. He's four-star quarterback and he's out of Finley, Ohio. Just to me, I feel like Florida's pushing hard for him like they, they visited him multiple times they've, they've had him come so it seems like Florida and Ryan Montgomery are kind of intertwined for the 2025 cycle what do you think about him and his play
1: he's a very consistent passer he's another kid that was a future 50 he's been a little more schooled than a lot of guys because he doesn't force the ball as much as a lot of the quarterbacks his age and he's a really calm demeanor guy uh, he actually kind of fits the kid that transferred in from Wisconsin in terms of personality. He'll talk if you you come up to him, but he's very guarded. He isn't going to just hand you away all the information, and he's open-minded about his recruitment. He had when I talked to him last summer, it was still a little more broad, you know, Miami and Ohio State and all kinds of schools. Ohio State's already got their QB, because people are wondering. So chances are he is going to leave the state of Ohio. Florida's after him, and he kind of fits that pocket passer who can move around a little bit and make some throws, but he's predominantly a pocket guy. I wouldn't say he has a howitzer for an arm, but it's strong enough to play power five, and above all else, again, he's a little more fundamentally sound at this age than the most, most of the kids that I see. I'm curious why Florida likes him as much or more than some others. Uh, It's a pretty darn good quarterback class in 25, but he is on their short list, and it's somebody that if you haven't seen him, Go check out his huddle huddle film. He's a pretty good player.
0: Do you think he's good enough to like? You just take him. It, let's say he wants to commit to Florida. You just take him. Don't worry about a higher ranked kid or anything. Because I think Ryan Montgomery is like I think he's two hundred fortieth nationally on 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 three. Uh, is, is he a guy where you're just like this is our QB one for the cycle?
1: I mean, it depends on your perspective. After seeing Lagway at Under Armour. Um, he's not on that level I mean DJ's physically I mean he talk about kids that look like they're over 20 years of age DJ standing next to him that's a that's a little different but at the same time here's the battle that all coaches are in we got our guy last year who in the hell are we going to take that's going to stick that's part of the reason I think it, it just my guess I have no Intel here that you might take Ryan because he's a grounded kid He's not going to be scared away from competition. He's worked hard. He might be your guy after Wagway and red, tree, like he's a junior, senior, fifth-year senior. That would be perfect because very few schools can get that right now. Most kids, if they're not starting their sophomore year, they're gone. I mean, you're guessing to a certain degree. It's unfortunate. It's not a Florida problem. It's a national across-the-board and college football problem. But Ryan Montgomery, just from being around and talking to him, has a little more maturity to him. I would – think there's a better chance he would stick in Gainesville regardless of DJ's success so that's probably part of the reason they like him
0: yeah uh before I let you go I did want to ask about that because that was going to be one of my questions is it because you have DJ Lagway that you're like all right we we have our guy and so maybe that changes how you kind of approach that position how freaking impossible is it to recruit at this point where it's like yeah we want to bring in five stars but it's like now that you're bringing in a five star at that position and it's a limited position where you can't play a ton of guys where now you have to kind of try to build the roster with, will this guy stay until our kid who came in the year before is to the NFL draft or to the portal at this point? Cause every starting QB hits the portal now. Uh, just how the hell do you even go about recruiting kids now?
1: Especially at quarterback and you were, you were apt to bring up the point. It's not like you're rotating quarterback. Uh, one of my buddies on another network said it best on a podcast. He goes, the answer is always both. You bring in the transfer, you bring in the recruit. Who leaves is who leaves. Next. And I'm like, damn, that is really blunt. But he's unfortunately right because it's just to the point you have no idea. There are kids that drop into the portal. Like I'll, I'll be tight with somebody on a coaching staff. And I'll be like, what was that? And they're like, we had no idea. And it's just like, well, how do you? And the answer is we don't know before i even get out i'm like why am i asking this? You? you know what i mean it's like there are so many influences around these young men that aren't their parents they're obviously teenagers when they're making the decisions it's generally not good and then finally it's the idiot brigade that is you know the street handler is trying to tell them to do x y and z because they're trying to get a cut from some sham you know on the side all that stuff's in play so guys like Montgomery that are a little more grounded, I think in general, are going to be more of the norm. Forget Florida. I'm talking about across the board. Kids that come from backgrounds that are a little more iffy with the people around them, I think because of the portal, they're not going to get as many offers now. I really don't think so because there's just too many kids transferring and too many influences around. I keep hearing that constantly, unfortunately. So that's that's just part of the game. And uh, Florida maybe – has learned a thing or two because they they got burned this past year with a few kids it's not worth it man you need to sign kids not get commitments
0: yeah uh recruiting is a wild wild world i don't envy you for having to recover to having to cover it <laughs> daily <laughs> yeah. at all so have fun with that um, but thank you so much brian this is brian smith locked on recruiting insider and the host of locked on seminoles where i mean hey Maybe, maybe you're going to be going through a coaching change yourself if he does get the Alabama job. Just, just saying. um, may, Maybe that's a possibility, mm-hmm. but you can find that out on Locked On Seminoles, and you will <laughs> catch Brian on Locked On Gators every week. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free. Revive the podcast and on YouTube for Locked On Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports giants country NFL 33. And I will see you tomorrow. I will be seeing you tomorrow. When Tampa Bay trade Trevor Sikama joins the show.